Heavenly Father, I want to bless your name for another opportunity to be gathered with your people at this time. We want to thank you for all that you have been doing in our lives thus far. And we trust, Lord, that you will continue to speak to our hearts all over again today. Give us understanding and let your name be glorified even as we listen to your word today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'll be reading Haggai chapter 1 verse 14 to 15 and then I'll read verse 1. Haggai chapter 1 verse 14 to verse 15 and verse 1. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of Darius. Now I read verse 1. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to Haggai, the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, May the Lord bless me of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. When God stirred up the spirit of the prince, the priest, and the people, and he stirred up their spirit to do the work of God in the house of God, the Bible tells us that this event took place on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. And verse 1 tells us that this whole episode of God calling the people, the prince, to repentance took place on the first day of that same month in the same year of King Darius. Thus, it took 24 days from the call to repentance to the stirring of their spirits to do the work of the house of God. The Bible does not give us an explanation for why it took 24 days. It only tells us that it took 24 days. So today we want to discuss how long it takes from the call to repentance to the making us whole between the time God calls the person to repentance and the time the person is restored to wholesomeness, what is responsible for that time lag? Why does it take some people a long time to repent? Why does it take some people a short time to repent? Or why is it that God will make somebody whole within the shortest time possible and yet some people take a longer time before they are made whole and some people are never even made whole at all? When God sent Jonah to go to Nineveh. The Bible tells us that Jonah fled from the presence of God and went to Tashish. On the way to Tashish, God attacked the ship. Eventually, Jonah was thrown into the water and God prepared a fish and Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of that big fish. After three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, Jonah repented and God restored Jonah, spitting him out from the fish. After Jonah was spat out by the fish, God then told Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach against that city. And as Jonah began to preach against Nineveh and telling them that three days and the whole city will be destroyed, the people repented. And the Bible says that God changed his mind instantly. God did not bring the disaster he said he was going to bring on the people of Nineveh again, at least not upon the generation that repented at that time. So we find a very interesting situation in which a prophet was called to repentance. It took the prophet over three days and he had to spend some time in the belly of a fish before he repented. And then we see a people who are supposed to be unbelievers. When they heard the word of God, they repented and God restored them immediately. So we see that being a prophet, when called to repentance, is not the criteria for how long it takes before God will restore. There's something else responsible. So let's look at 
Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 and verse 2. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 and verse 2. Hosea says, Come and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. Hosea seems to suggest that there is a time frame of about three days. But we know from what we have seen of Jonah and of Nineveh that it is not about a number of days. It's about basically the state of the individual who is being called to repentance. In 2 Kings chapter 17, God mentions that he sent several prophets to the nation of Israel over many decades, but they would not listen. And after so many years running for decades, eventually God had to send them into exile and scatter them all over the world because they refused to repent. So we can conclude that how long it takes from God's call to repentance to our restoration depends on us and not on God. We have discussed at some point in time that if we are humble and truly contrite in our spirits, we will repent and God will hear us. The Bible tells us that God is willing to wait for us to come to the place of repentance. In Romans chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says, Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? In 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9, the Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we see that God is long-suffering. He waits for us to come to the place of repentance. When God calls us to repentance or chastises us because we have done something wrong, it is not because he wants to punish us. God's call to repentance is not a condemnation. It is to bring us to the place of conviction so that we can come to God in true repentance. And that is why God waits for a long time for us to come. But some people think that because God is waiting, it means that God is weak or cannot do what he says he will do. But God wants us to understand that even though he is long-suffering and even though he will wait, he will not wait forever. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, God said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. God gave the people of the world at that time a limit of 120 years. And then the Bible tells us that when Noah was building the ark, Noah spent at least a hundred years building the ark. During the time that Noah was building the ark, in a sense, Noah was actually preaching to the people and calling them to repentance throughout the period of 100 years. Unfortunately, the people did not pay heed to Noah. And after Noah had completed the ark, the Bible says that God told Noah to gather some animals into the ark and he himself went in and God locked Noah in. And the rain came down and destroyed everybody and everything that was not inside the ark. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 that it is appointed for man to die once, but after this comes the judgment. Even though God may wait for us to come to the place of repentance, there is a limit to how long God will wait. The day the man who refuses to repent dies, that is the end of his opportunity to repent. God gave the people of Noah 
a hundred and twenty years. But the day the rain came, that leeway that God had given to them ended. When God calls men to repentance, it is because God wants to save their souls. God's judgment will only fall when a man refuses to repent or he dies before he repents. God is ready to wait for any man for as long as it will take. But the moment that man dies without repentance, it is all over for the man. The best outcome is that when we are called to repentance, we repent. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 to 20, Isaiah chapter 1 from verse 18 to 20, the Bible says, in fact, this is God speaking. It says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So we see that God's intent is that we repent. But if we refuse, then there is no other choice but to face the consequence of our refusal to repent. There is a parable that the Lord Jesus Christ told in Matthew chapter 20. It is a parable in which a landowner went out and began to hire workers into his vineyard. He began to employ people from the third hour, that's about 9 a.m., right through till the eleventh hour, which is about 5 p.m. And when it was time to pay, he paid them the same amount, both those who were working from the third hour to those who were working at the eleventh hour. What God is telling us here is that it does not matter what generation you are or when you repent. When you repent, the salvation of God will come upon you. The same salvation that came upon the apostles is the same salvation that is available to us today. All that God is waiting is for us to repent. So in the book of Haggai, it took them 24 days to heed the call to repentance, to repent and to receive the blessing of God. Thank God they repented because then they enjoyed the blessings of God. Today we are likewise being called to the place of repentance. The question is, will we repent? Will we repent before it is too late? Or will we just be there and saying, we will repent at the 11th hour. Those who are waiting for the 11th hour before they repent will be surprised that they may die before the 11th hour. The story is told of a man who a preacher kept begging to come to God. But the man would say, I have a business to attend to. When I return from that business trip, I will give my life to Christ. A day before he was to make that trip, the preacher again told him, Give your life to Christ before you make this to be said. No, after I have made this trip and I've come back, I promise you, I will give my life to Christ. And so they parted ways. Very early the next morning, that man's wife ran to the preacher's house to say, Come, my husband is sick and he is in hospital. The preacher was surprised because he thought the man had made the trip, but the man did not make the trip. He fell ill and was hospitalized. When he got to the hospital and took one look at the man, he knew that this man did not have long to live. So he knelt down beside the man's bed and held his hand and said, Are you ready to give your life to Christ now? Are you ready to give your life to Christ now? But instead of the man to say yes, the man said, Too late, too late. And sadly, the man died without repenting. This was a man who had several opportunities to repent, but he refused. He kept deferring it until at the end, he did not have the mercy of God, the grace of God to say he wants to repent. Like the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 2 verse 4, we should not take for granted the long-suffering of God. As God is calling men to repentance, men should grab the opportunity now while they have the breath of life 
in them. So the bottom line is, when it's time for us to repent, let us repent. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for another time in your presence. Thank you for reminding us even at this time of the need to come to repentance. I pray that as many of us as need to repent, we will do so immediately so that we do not find ourselves in the place of regret. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.